0: To podcast 315 of five star potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Duke, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Paul, aka Mad FM, and Joe, aka Friday Night Fm. Welcome, gents. Hello, hey.
1: Hello, ag- hello again. That's what I meant to say.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna just put it out there because I fucked the pod up. We're recording this again because of me. So, let's,
2: let's be honest.
3: Let's be honest, the first one was so much better than this one.
0: <laughs> we haven't even started is. yet. Okay, I know who the loser of the week is, but let's start with your winners of the week. So, Joe, what's been your winner of the week? Um, I've actually played Football Manager. Oh, wow. Two have for you? two.
3: Or three for three. Two for three. Mate, you, you, just, you wouldn't have guessed that that would be my winner for the week, would you? No. No, actually, too fair.
0: Days. I wouldn't... We-
3: because last yeah, sure. week, obviously, last week was my loser was that I didn't press continue. But okay. this week, I have actually played press continue, and I've played a few
0: games. Okay, good. Well, I'm I'm sure we'll touch upon that very very soon. But that's um it's, it's positive news. Mad yourself? Any winners? I mean, apart from Newcastle. Oh no, they lost.
1: Okay, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna throw two out there. One is connected to that game, unfortunately, but more on the Man City side, and it has a bit of an FM's twist on it the first winner I would say is Phil Foden Um, regrettably because he was legend he absolutely ran the game against Newcastle I was watching it on Saturday night in a pub and he was in a new role obviously which very much appeals to us like I know all three of us are very partial to a bit of retraining in FM and getting players playing in different roles Phil Foden just stepped up where you got that from no (laughs) definitely not me Dupe, dupe you and know, you don't you don't press continue, Joe, so you don't get the chance. But if you did, you.
0: I love it. I love a retrain, and, yeah. and I, I love a I love a player playing out of position. I love a player lining up, and he's got like he's a very good player, but yet yeah, he's, he's like stars are just like silver because he's it, just not just, just doesn't like the role. It is yeah. He still performs. It is
3: massively your thing, retraining mm. players, and it just always looks wrong, but it, it always works.
0: But it does work. Yeah. It's like,
3: like you read the Matrix, a football manager. Mm,
0: it's like I actually kind of know what I'm doing, right? Let's it's also get great ahead of ourselves. What? Um, <laughs> like, just calm down a little bit. <laughs> out
1: of interest, like, do what? What role would you've described that Foden played there in that city game? A,
0: he was a roaming Calilero. He just drove with the ball, shuttled it from up from and down, up and down, and he just roamed from left to right. He basically was a joystick. He just went everywhere.
1: Yeah, he was banging good.
0: It was very good to watch I mean, as a Manchester United fan but more so as an England fan, to watch him thinking to have Foden uh, to have Foden, Bellenum and Rice in the midfield three, that would definitely, it wouldn't work, it would be more like Scholes Gerard and Lampard, but to have those three in the midfield three, like, we should be laughing surely. It's a serious midfield. Because they're all young as, young as you like, right? 23,
1: 21, 22? Mm. Especially if he gets, if he kind of stays in that Position now with De Bruyne out for, what, three, four months? Be interesting to see what happens when he comes back. So yeah, he'd be a winner. The other thing I wanted to shout out, which is a, a recent development, and again, it ties into FM in my eyes. Newcastle are, are randomly signing up a lot of young Irish players slash wonder kids in real life, which is something I would normally do in FM. So they recently just signed a, a guy called Cahal Heffernan, who was over in Milan for a year. He's still only like 15, 16. Um... So I, I like that idea. They've also got Alex Murphy there. They signed a young goalkeeper during the summer called Reese Byrne, and they're linked with another player who's at Inter Milan called Kevin Zeffi. and he's only eighteen and he scored like sixteen goals in thirteen games for their youth side. So, yeah, Irish young players at Newcastle. What more? What more could I ask for? Really, good Joe, ones. You no, know? <laughs> <We'll laughs> time will tell.
0: I was going to say, Joe. Did you know that Mad's Irish? He never mentioned, Have we not mentioned half,
3: it, no? half Irish. He forgets half. his good side. You know, just for the pod.
0: You are Joe, actually more
1: English than Irish, aren't you? I do not have any good side, so let's just leave it at that.
0: Well, you have a half pretty good. But apart from that, aren't mm-hmm. you more English than you are actually Irish? Explain that now.
2: Yeah, you tell that me that,
0: like, you're two thirds and a third or something like
1: that. It works out.
0: It sounds Irish. Three quarters and a quarter <laughs> or something. If
1: it looks Irish and sounds Irish, it's Irish. No, my mother is English, but the rest of me is entirely Irish. To be fair, you've got your mother's eyes, so you're probably more her than, than anything else.
0: That's okay, funny. awesome. I'm going to jump in with my winner on that note because we shouldn't really talk about Mads Mum. Uh, we are going to talk about the Hammers. West Ham, Joe's team. Um, big win against Chelsea. Uh, obviously, mm. a lot of people was r- ranting about uh, Chelsea's performance against Liverpool. They come up to the London Stadium and they get bamboozled by David Moyes. I mean what what a performance that wasn't actually that good of a performance but the result was fantastic right
3: the res- all it says in the results book is west ham 3 chelsea 1
0: yeah i so, i think you i think you've got to be chuffed with that in my opinion
3: it's, we we took the chances that we had available to us whether that it, it's not tactically moist. we took our chances mm-hmm. chelsea just absolutely they're, they're just lacking any cohesion mm-hmm. and it's you know we talk about it all the time. It's kind of, it is like an FM tactical familiarity. You know, too many players. They don't know the system yet. And they're just kind of devoid of any, well, I mean, they need a striker. I think Jackson's looked good. I always, I liked him at Villarreal. Um, I mean, it screams of just having a striker,
0: doesn't it? It screams of having one of two strikers, in my opinion. One being a Giroud-like striker. Somebody that's just going to sit on the edge on that last man with, with the way that they play. Another one that screams the way that they play and the build up that they do, they could do with a big, powerful, strong striker that scores every other chance that he takes. Kind of like Lukaku. Yeah, well, Ooh, he's out of the door, isn't he? That, that's, that's, that ship sailed. I'll yeah. be honest now, right? You'd have, I'd him, have him back. I'd have him on a loan for a year. I'd have him on a loan. would well, be a great signer for us. West Ham were
3: rumoured. Really, With it, mate. I would fuck. I uh, mate. I would buy a Lukaku shirt.
0: I love him. Big Rom. Yeah, I mean, I think the attitude is a little bit is a little bit shit. But apart from that, like, I don't, I, do I, you know what? I don't think it is. And and sometimes, fuck it. Like he backs it
3: up. So oh yeah, that, he scores goals. That's what I mean. Like it, you want him to score goals. If he, if a bit of attitude is what he needs to have to do his job, crack on, mate.
0: What's he gonna do? Back chat David Moyes. Good luck to you, mate. I'm I'm right behind you. I mean, he could have done what Wilfs did allegedly had, had, a, had a intercourse with his daughter and then got sacked. So, yeah, I mean, each day won't. I'd take Lukaku at United, and I, and I think Lukaku should play at Chelsea, but I think he's kind of burnt his bridges with Chelsea too much. Our, our legal team have just texted me and just said
3: we
1: need to say the word allegedly. I did say allegedly. Mm-hmm. I did actually just say yeah, it again. Technically. Lukaku wasn't go. at Everton under Moyes. No, I th- that didn't overlap. Uh, Martinez, I think. Yeah, Martinez. Okay. Yeah. I think he would do well against. for West Ham. Yeah. I mean, West Ham George linked with everyone. Like, there seem to be they've got some money and they just can't seem to tie down the player. Yeah, West Ham are but, linked with a everybody part.
0: because of Twitter.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah and to be fair, what what not to believe on Twitter? Let's be honest. Hmm.
3: Well, I see. Um, because obviously they're linked with Mohamed Kudus as well from Ajax. And didn't he score pretty hat trick done deal,
2: isn't it? Well, yeah, apparently
3: deal. there's a Saudi team in for him as well. Yeah, I've heard oh, that. Is there? Yeah, so it's kind of do you want to earn? Prob- he'll probably be like, I'd imagine eighty to a hundred grand if he comes to West Ham, something yep. like that. And then Triple he could left. go, he could go and earn
0: that a day in Saudi Arabia. So apparently, uh, it's just been tweeted by Fab uh, as we're talking about it. Um, he's just had an interview after the game, and he's just said, "Yes, this is my final game here at Ajax, but let's see what happens in the next day," and then. It, he was asked if he was going to West Ham and he just put good club yes and smiled so I mean read into that as much as you want Joe is Cuppies. he now cup tied though uh, cup tied in what the Europa Conference no they're in Europa League so he won't be cup tied yeah well, no we're in the Europa League because we won the uh, no there's no such thing as cup ties anymore is there is it not no, do you remember that really? like you could buy somebody in, Yeah, yeah, honestly. I, th- I it, thought
3: it was for the latter stages, they're not Oh, it right could
0: now. be, to be fair. I, could, I yeah. could be talking nonsense there. Yeah, we, I, we only really sure. need to remember winning trophies. So. Nah, exactly that, man. Exactly that. Okay, let's go losers. Uh, I, you don't all have to say me because I cocked up the first recording, but Joe, your loser of the week? Um, I'm going to have to say Lewis. Only because I think
3: the uh, winners section of the last podcast was definitely better. I enjoyed that one, to be honest. I mean, we did, you know, we said that <laughs> Phil Foden might become a Paul Scholes for England, where he doesn't get played in his position and maybe loses out. We didn't really kind of go into that like we did on the first one. I think there's a lot more detail in there. But my actual loser was Manchester United and then Everton slash Sean Um okay. More so, Man United again, similar to Chelsea, lack of cohesion. Um, mm-hmm. I have read obviously a lot that they've their chances created is only mm-hmm. second behind Brighton which obviously mm-hmm. screams then they need someone that can finish. Stryker, um, yeah. I know he's, he's Danish though, isn't he? He is, yeah. It's, glad, um, it's better than being Finnish though, yeah. isn't it? He's only 22. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the root of all their, their issues because that, as we've talked about before, that midfield free of Mount, Bruno and Casemiro is not the right chemistry in my opinion.
0: Okay. Okay, since we since we last spoke, I, I have what rewatched the game. Uh you know me, Joe, I like to watch and watch, and I and I do genuinely wins and losses I still watch. And I rewatched the game and we created four really good chances in that first half, and every single chance came from Mount winning the ball high up the field. If that's kind of if if we score those four goals, let's just say, obviously we didn't, but if we score those four goals, then it's a big enough risk to play that free. And if that's what he's trying to go for, then it works. That balance does work. However, when you don't convert the chances, it doesn't work, if that makes sense. But
3: going behind the curtain, what we spoke about on Monday when we we recorded this podcast was, remember that I said about the interview with Gareth Southgate about why has he selected Mason Mount? Because when you're looking at his numbers and things like that, he isn't Making an impact, kind of, with his numbers, but he said he's in the game because of his pressing and mm-hmm. because he marks the spaces for like progressive passes. Mm-hmm. So he's in there for more of off the ball than on the ball potentially, and that's a kind of ten Hargism for me. Um, it just it just doesn't look like those three on the same page. I personally, I think Casemiro, he's always been a bit of a slow starter to the league. He doesn't look in tip-top nick. Um, I think he's got a few games before maybe he's at his, you know, peak condition. Then it might, like, in defensive transitions, it might not be so bad if it's relied upon him. Whereas I think he struggles at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a little bit all over the show at the moment. And I, I think when you make creating that many chances, at some point it's gonna click and they're gonna do it. But not with Garnett show. And Anthony on the wings. I, I just don't see Garnacho as that player. I know we spoke about it, and you, you know you said he's more of an impact sub rather than someone that makes
0: a difference from the start. Then that's what they need to do. He's um yes, he's he's somebody that as a as a Manchester United fan, it's it's refreshing to watch because he drives, he runs with the ball, whereas Sancho doesn't. Sancho at Dortmund did. Sancho at United doesn't and Anthony doesn't. He is actually getting better at that, but they always, those two always stop, sit on the ball, and turn and slow down that progressive play. So that's kind of why is good. But Garnaccio was awful against both teams. Both games, he was terrible. Um, very wasteful against Tottenham, and he just didn't seem to get into the game at all. He is the sort of player that needs to come, on the be- uh, come from the bench and do better. The issue we have got is yes, we play Forest this weekend, but then we have Arsenal away, Brighton at home, Burnley away. Brentford, Man City, you know, we, there's no easy run in this Premier League anymore. Yeah, and but that's, that's 10, 12 points. Should be, shouldn't it? Well, it should, but at the moment, we're struggling. I mean, we, we, we did beat Wolves, yes, but barely. Mm.
1: Very barely, yeah. I mean, you expect, you'd expect you expect them to beat Forest, but you, now you this... would
0: expect. However, Hoyland's um, is not playing, apparently. He's, uh, it's been pushed back, his debut. I mean, even so maybe he's just like, going to be seventy-two million pounds spent on a
1: player that's constantly injured. I mean, look, you're home to Forest. Yes, there's some struggles, but this is a, this is a game to go out and go. You know, we're still man, still fucking Man United.
3: Uh, this yeah. screams of Elanga scoring against his former club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they might resign
3: Jesse Lingard.
0: Everton. Can we stop talking about my club? Should We talk about <laughs> no, Everton. All, shit well, is right. No,
3: because one of the top one of the things that come up from the conversation on Monday when we first recorded this podcast <laughs> was we said. Of midfield threes, who would you rather have? Man United's midfield three oh, or Newcastle's yeah. midfield three? Yes, we did oh, have this conversation, yeah. Matt, because
0: Matt was very adamant that he preferred Joe Linton over Bruno Fernandes. Is that correct? Are you still standing by that statement? Are you yes. still calling him Bruno Fernandes? Yes. Okay. I watched it on telly tonight. And Joseph, so still say L- Joseph it. Linton. Take it. Joseph Linton. <laughs> I'll be honest, Matt. I respect you. I really do. But that is, it is a ludicrous shout Right, and I don't mind the whole Tonali. Yeah, okay, Tonali's young. He's, he, oh, I used to play with him on football manager. Played two games. I, can, I see the hype. I see the hype with that, yeah? I can understand why you're excited with that. Don't worry about our Champions League winner, multiple Champions League winner there. And then the whole Mason Mount versus um, Bruno Gramara oh, Yeah, you know, his dad drives a taxi in Brazil. It, it's just, it's just calm yourself down, man. I think Newcastle need a little bit of
1: humbling, doesn't they? Well, they got it at the weekend, but my context would no, be. No, I don't think they did. I think they no, played very well, my, even though you yeah. lost one 0 <laughs> My third midfielder. So, if Tenali and Bruno are on the pitch, then I would rather Joe Linton beside them than Bruno. That's definitely where I'm heading. Do you know what I mean? Like, Bruno's a great player, but you know, in the absence of like, you don't have that striker therefore Rashford is kind of out of the game a little bit. You'd expect to see a bit more from Bruno, right, as well, in the in the last two games. Rashford's not a striker, though. That's what I mean. It, Rashford Rashford's Rashford 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 a striker because yeah. he got
0: goals last year. It's mm. not because that's not he didn't get goals from striker. He plays yeah. out wide, he's better
1: out wide. That's what here. I mean. Because he's not out there to make as much impact. Bruno you'd expect to see a bit more from Bruno in, in the afternoon. I think once that, the
0: actually. balance once the balance of the front three is sorted, the balance of the midfield will sort itself. Because what will happen is is Bruno and and Mount will drift into the half spaces because Rashford will be doing his job on the left as he's supposed to. And Anthony will be doing his job on the right because he's not going to drop Anthony. He's his he's his man. He spent an extortion amount on. He ain't going to drop Rashford. He's paying him 300 grand a week now. And he ain't going to not play Hoyland. So that's the front three. Once those are sorted, I think Bruno, Mount and Casemiro
1: will work. If I mean, Precedent is going out and we lose him Yeah. If we look over the last few seasons, Duke, United have had a little bit of a trend of signing kind of a randomly slightly aged striker. So I'm thinking um, Ibrahimović, obviously, was a different breed, but like Igalo, uh, maybe mm-hmm. Weghorst. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably another one I can't remember. Do you think they're likely to do Devane, that again?
3: Valcao. Henrik Lawson.
1: Yeah. Henrik Lawson. So do you, uh, are they likely to do that again, do you think, with a week to go in the window? Would you do that? Nah, they're all a bit old, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah i think, think they have retired they now. were young enough think, when
1: we re- last recorded this podcast yo <laughs> steady
0: um i think i think there's a lot that needs to be done um but more so outs than ins in my opinion um mm. i think we need a second striker because martial is not it i like martial but again i don't think he's a number nine i think he's he's more of a player that needs to play out wide um like he did when he scored his, on his debut against uh liverpool like he he he's more explosive from the from the from the whip in he needs a trip um, to saudi arabia then he if only i
3: don't know what every other club has managed to out players to saudi mm. and united just really seem to struggle mm. like there's it. a lot there i mean because we don't have quality to sell <laughs> no, well, yeah but i mean look what's going out to saudi mm. you you've got players that would suit that going out there massively haven't you yeah yeah the, definitely the players that you want to get rid of they kind of fit the bill I think to go out there but for some reason your kind of support staff that you know deal with transfers just can't get it done it's strange i, it I is did strange. i did see have you signed that uh turkish goalkeeper baydin no. alte he's
0: he's had a medical yeah
3: that's, that's fm mate i love
0: that love that yeah yeah he's had a he's had a medical in greece it been in principle pending henderson's move yeah correct yeah it's just solely waiting for henderson to leave but now forest have signed um, is it Matt Taylor they signed or something? Turner. Oh, I can't remember. Matt, Matt Turner. Ryan. Turner. Matt Ryan. What, somebody? They signed somebody called Matt. Yeah. Um, Arsenal and... both of them, it? Turner. Matt Turner, yeah. Yes, that's it. Matt Turner. And, and I think that's kind of put a little halt to kind of Forrest going in for him. But Palace are uh, after him, isn't Yeah, Palace are now. So hopefully we can get him out somewhere because I don't like the bloke. So that'd be great. Okay. I think we've slagged off my, my team enough now. I'm going to slag off another team now. My loser of the week is referees. Um, not just referees, but the VAR people uh, as well, because it's just a fucking shambles. Um, the whole, just when we fought with Pete last week with the penalty that should have been at Old Trafford, um, we then had to witness players getting sent off for holding the ball for eight seconds and then barely touching somebody. We saw penalties not given for ha- like proper handballs. We got sending offs that's already been rescinded. Like, what is going on? Genuinely, what is going on? I thought um, VAR was here to support referees, but in case actually, it's making them worse.
1: I mean, it's how just... can a red
0: card be a red card, and then VAR look at it, and then a w- you know, f- two days later they're going to rescind it, and it's not a red card. And the whole like, look at
1: it and go,
3: wasn't football just football was just the same without it?
0: Football is, like, yeah. I, do you know, I would prefer just just, just go back, here. just go out of it and just go. What the referee says goes. Yeah. I would prefer to sit here and, and debate a referee's decision rather than debate fucking VAR's decision. Or VAR's just, have, decision or is just shit.
3: having the VAR decision in general, like waiting for that. Mm. Just go with what it is on field. I think yep. the only thing that should be done for VAR is goals. Goal line. Like, where, no, I, I think, go, che- I, works, think I think, I think just checking the goal. So just going back and just making sure there's no one offside, no. No one blocking the goalkeeper, you know, like little things like that that doesn't take long to just check a goal and go everything looks good, because ultimately goals change games. Mm-hmm. So as long as you can look at it and go, yeah, that's good or no, it's not. That's that's it. For everything else, just fucking have a challenge for the for the managers mm-hmm. so they can use it once or twice, once a half. If they don't agree with something, right, go back have another look at it. For me, that's it. Don't get involved in it. They're just fucking the game. They're taking the. Like I've said multiple times, football analysis has ruined football because it's made players scared of doing anything personal, like or or just you know taking the, you know taking the ball and doing something incredible with it. It's all everyone's so focused on what their numbers are, what the stats are going to look like. You know everything after the game. There's XP, progressive so, passing, etc. Yeah, you know, et all this different yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, you just, it just ruins fucking football, mate. I know it's something to talk about. It's something to analyse. But it ruins football just being pure.
1: Well, I think it's well like the
3: similar VAR. It just it makes it so analytical when it's an emotion. It is an emotional game.
1: But you, you would assume, v, like, why is VAR brought in, right? Human error is probably. The bottom reason right that the referees make mistakes no but now yeah, we've got four we've got yeah, four referees for money mate. but that too obviously for that's obviously,
3: why yeah. it's brought in because there's so much at stake yeah that the clubs are going we want we will challenge everything you know when there was ghost goals and things like that you know that's they're looking at tiny little things we're like oh if that had ha- if that hadn't happened we wouldn't have been relegated so that's cost us x million so mm. they're supporting var because the stakes are high But like, how many times have you heard it? Where you go, what goes around comes around. You know, Mm -hmm. you get fucked over one week; it'll come back in your favor another week. It's just how football goes. You know, it just it takes the emotion out. And I know I'm saying check goals, so you have still got that weight to celebrate the celebration kind of thing. But it's it's everything, and oh, there's a potential penalty. They're having a look at it whilst the game's still going on. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? If the ref. If the ref misses it and a manager goes, do you know what, we've got an analyst literally looking at this, we've got an iPad next to us, we're going to challenge within 30 seconds for them to look at it. But fair enough, I'm fine with that. Because again, it's a manager's calling for that to be looked at, not the refereeing team.
1: Do you think they should have like a, the you know, the manager can do it like up to what? three times a half or five times a game or well, once I mean you could just say it's once and if
3: your challenge is right you keep it, it.
1: Mm.
3: yeah get it wrong you've got no challenges let's crack on with football
0: I've always wondered like when they're saying they're checking for a penalty right what happens in a game if somebody was then to take somebody out and the ref was about to give a red card and then they pulled it back for the penalty? Like is is the game then dead? Like is that passenger play dead or does he still send him off or well, They normally don't stop it today until the next
3: stoppage. So I would imagine right. if it was a foul, it's a foul, isn't it? On the way back.
1: At the very least, like it's probably not going anywhere, but how can we not hear a bit more what the, what discussions are being made? I don't give a fuck. Do you know? What, what, they, is, it, is, what does it, it matter? Because at, uh, at the very what? least, you're like, okay, rather than this is corrupt and this is shit and these people are idiots, at least you can say, right, well, this is why they've made that decision. It's still ridiculous, Mate, but at you least can you imagine if you listen
3: to them making a the decision, you'd be calling them mongs even more. Yeah, it's I mean, just like, something else to moan about. It's I just know. another thing that doesn't need to be there. I'll oh, be, we'll be see, honest. Oh, that. can we listen? Like, listening to the refs, fair enough, they've been in rugby for so
1: long. That's what I mean. And That's and exactly that, what I mean,
3: yeah. Listening to the referee, like, so when they're all crowding the referee and he's trying to listen... All he, like yeah. If you heard him say they're just checking for a potential offside, or they're checking to see if there was a interference or some of like that, that's fine from the referee. I don't need to hear Stockley Park. What? Who the fuck needs to listen to that? Yeah, no, no I'm talking because about all the referee, they're going to do is just going like to be
1: rugby. like, yeah.
3: yeah, the referee. Fair enough, but then again, I don't think football is in a position where you can broadcast what that microphone will pick up. No, True. that's
0: the, True. that's the issue, isn't it? I mean. I was really excited when I watched the Monday Night Football and saw all the behind-the-scenes things, and then I really thought, Do you know what, the more you listen to it, the more it's just an absolute mess. So I, I don't want to listen to that. Anyway, let's talk a bit more positively. Uh, Joe, you mentioned earlier it's a winner, that you played a little bit of football manager. Don't you care to tell us a little bit about Juventus?
3: Uh, well, yeah, basically it was just that I, I actually pressed continue. I've, I had my, my squad... Kind of assembled, ready for the season ahead, and just yeah managed to play some games. Um, done a done a few tweets about it. Um, still rocking the three five two, loving it at the moment. The hundred club is is slowly diminishing. So players on over hundred thousand pound a week. I've only got Vlahovic, Benucci, who between them on about four hundred and fifty grand a week. Um, Adrian Rabio, who I can't get rid of. Love nor money, he's on over. Um, Chiesa, who when we recorded this first time on Monday, I still had, but now I've just sold him to Manchester United, so he's out of the 100 club. Um, and yeah, just kind of been signing some players. We we spoke on, on the first recording of this, and I asked you guys for centre back recommendations because basically all three positions I'm going to need to get cover for because Benucci. Um, his contract will be expiring end of the year, and I won't be taking that up. Because, as I said, two hundred grand a week. So I'm probably going to move Scalvini from right centre back to sent like to the central position. So I'll need a right sided centre half, and then I've got Inacio, the Sporting Lisbon centre half on the left, um, with Angelo Ogbonna. He's only on loan um, as covers as the left sided centre back. He's retiring anyway. I wouldn't sign him. I just got him in as backup. Um, so, I'll need a backup left sided centre back. But knowing how football manager works, when you're successful, your players want to get bought by the bigger clubs. So, I'm expecting Inascio to go as well. So, I kind of need three positions across. Um, and I've looked at a few players. I did try and sign. Who did I try and sign? Um, is it Akali from Atalanta? Yeah, Caleb. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I tried to sign him. Um, i would basically been scouting him for a little while and then Monaco and Manchester City went in for him and as soon as I saw that guy, click I put a bid in for him, went through the contract it did say that he was more interested in Man City um, we offered him more money but he went to Man City anyway which is fine um, and yeah, so I'm still looking for some centre-halves um, so yeah, if you guys want to recommend them feel free mate
1: I know we've spoken before about left side at centre house, and we have a little blog post on the website for that as well. Where we had eight suggestions for FM twenty three. One or two of the ones on it, Joe, that stood out was um, a, a fellow you know quite well, which was Matteo Vitti, who coincidentally is Italian, and I think is at Nice even still in real life. But he's very he's very strong. Like him, mate. Scouts Scouts
3: give him an A, a rating on his report card. Problem is, they want between 70 and 80 million for him. Nice. He's he's, He does develop really well, but Mm. at the moment, that's not my bag for for investing that kind of money um, for someone at that age. Um, I did have a look at Bastoni. I was going to tweet you last night actually and say, how much did you pay for Bastoni? Um, Uh But I've got a feeling that if I try to sign him, he's going to be big money plus big wages. And again, Mm. I'm trying to reduce that 100 club for now.
0: What about um Slotterback? I know you're a big fan of him. Yeah, he's normally better. He's a I think he's only on about fifty grand a week. I, I
3: like I like Slotterback. It's definitely someone that I'm gonna have a look at. Um I like the Diamond at Sporting <laughs> as well. Oh yeah. Uh, he's he's good. he's good value. Um so that might be somewhere that I look at. As I say, I was looking at um Akali from Atalanta. Um I've also got someone that I've signed a couple of times in FM, Italian playing for Verona um Capella yes he's a good yeah. little good little player he's not i think either his ca or his pa and not particularly high but he's like solid so i i reckon if i actually went for him i'd probably get him at i don't know probably around 10 million and he wouldn't be asking for big wages and also wouldn't be he'd be like a good a, a great backup to have in the team rather than being someone that's kind of Obviously, eventually I want to be in Champions League I don't think he's got his Champions League quality um, but he's certainly good enough to be a backup
1: So if you're looking for a couple of centre-backs, Joe, especially like left and right maybe, you need to get yourself over to Leverkusen who, and again even real life as well as an FM23 have two guys there Um, one is Piero Hincapié he's South American I can't remember which country and I believe he's left-sided. And then his buddy is um, Tapsoba, Edmund Tapsoba. And he's yeah, linked Tapsoba. with every club going. And mm. you, you, you could do a lot worse to get one or both of those. Bring in the two of them. Bring in the mates. Raid Leverkusen.
0: I would look. also recommend that while you're in Portugal. Uh, you Have a little look at Benfica and Antonio Silva. Oh, yes. Mate, uh, absolute beast.
3: He, do you know what he is? He's one of those players... That I think break the bank, but he would be over a hundred grand because I think Benfica and my save he's already
0: on eighty grand a week. I I currently pay him a hundred grand a week at Ireland. Yeah, exactly. Mm, so he, he's.
3: Out. I mean, I, I think I pay Inacio ninety grand a week. Mm. So like he's still under a hundred grand, but obviously you know on the higher end of it. So I mean, I, I'll definitely have a look. He's, I haven't managed him in FM at all, so yeah. Be good to have a look. And I'm sure you've used him for more than two games now from when you recommended him the first time.
0: Yeah, he's played 14 games for me. Okay. Uh, he's actually scored two, um, but he's got, he's got an average rate of 7.02. Um, one thing that's quite promising for him is his pass completion rate is actually 95% as a ball-playing defender. That's very nice.
3: That's quite standard in FM though, isn't it, for a centre-half?
0: I'm just trying to pick him up to you, to be honest. Just keep
3: yeah. passing back to the goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's that's literally all I've got him to do.
3: <laughs> I also need an impending transfer for Vlahovic because I think okay. he's gonna I think he's gonna leave. Manchester United have been sniffing around, Rude Van Nistel is manager and he's been in the stands doing the old teach pursuit. So I think Love I'm it. gonna I'm gonna need to replace him because Moyes Keane isn't that player. You know, he's already moaning about game time, so he's gonna be sold. So I'm gonna need I mean, I've only I've got Vlahovic and Hoyland who play up front, and then I've got Moyes Keane as my backup. So realistically, I kind of I probably need three strikers, like one main striker and then two backups potentially. One one would probably do, but you know I like one for every position normally.
0: Okay, whilst you're in Benfica, have a little look at. I'm going to butcher this name by the way, Portuguese lad. Um, he is good. Enrique Araujo, mm. Yeah?
3: The guy that was at Watford last year.
0: Uh, oh, actually, yes, he was. Um, I brought him in um, for $14 million. Uh Obviously, we're in Air Division, so obviously that's a little bit different. He's played 12 league games for me. He scored seven goals, four assists, two player of the matches, 7.8 rating. He,
2: he's very good in FM.
0: He is. And he's actually doing better than Vic- Victor Roque. So, say what you want, but he is decent.
1: You're still in season nice. 1 Joe, right? Like it's no. Season Season 2, mate. Season 2. Is is Camacas uh, anyway unhappy at West Ham the way he was in real life because he's banging an FM23. Lorenzo Luca.
3: He's I don't know what I have I've got Luca on my list. Nice. Even though he's
0: tall. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, okay, man. I'm going to recommend you somebody Joe who uh you'll be absolutely shocked to to know. Uh Maxi Gomez. Yeah. Like, he still can do this. He has fucking 28 goals in 14 games for me. am not surprised, mate. You remember that PSG save I had? Yeah. Where he was scoring, like, over a goal a game. He, he scored two two lots of double hat-tricks in, one, like, in two games back-to-back. He's he's insane.
1: He's one of those players that always scores against you in FM as well. Like, you just can't stop well, him. Well, he doesn't you if
0: just... he's on your team, Matt. <laughs>
3: yeah, true. You
1: just have to sign him. <laughs> just to sign him, mate.
0: Yeah, no, he's awesome. But there's a, there's a few choices there. Yeah, to... I
3: looked at Cesco, but I've kind of thinking,
0: I've
3: I've done that. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, he would be a great choice. He would be. I
0: just feel like I've I've flogged that horse already. Yeah, yeah, I kind of understand that. I'm just looking at my other striker I've got here, um, which I mean, he's got 17 finishing and 15 composure, uh, which would be would would be awesome. However, he is 42. He's Swedish. He goes by the name of Slaven Ibrahimovic, <laughs> but uh, I've brought him in at Ajax.
1: <laughs> Joe, maybe that's not for you. Podcast Bingo, Evan Ferguson, get it done.
0: Oh, he's Irish. He's going to be at Newcastle soon. Could be one terrible player. He's actually not as good as I thought he'd be on FM.
3: He did have he's not... in Mad's blog, didn't he? He had an upgrade. Mm. Yeah, he did. he'll get another one. Maybe one more. Tipple, Tipple, of- Tipple's doing live scouting every week
0: these days.
1: <laughs> Rightly so, the way Brighton are playing.
0: Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about Mad. Uh, Mad, Milan, still in Italy. How are we getting on? Are we Aye. sacked
1: yet? All in Italy. No, not sacked yet. And you're you, you Unsackable. Uh, unsackable, yeah. Playing offline, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard it all on the last time we recorded this podcast. Um, what have we done since we last spoke? In Milan... Um. Yeah. So this is scored score a
3: banger of a goal. That's what you done.
1: That was a lovely goal. I'll get to that. We this is the save where we're converting Milan to kind of Milan or local only base players. So um, that's all we're kind of signing in 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 terms of who we bring in. So we brought in de Marco We brought in Musa Barrow We brought in a few few players in there here and there. Scalvini was the big one actually. Um. So far, basically, I'm as as we speak. I'm in January. Come to the end of January, and it's been a first season. Of, I would say, ups and downs. The downs or the lows have come in the Champions League, where I managed to get us knocked out of a Champions League group that contained Atletico Madrid, Red Bull Salzburg, and Trabzonspur. So, you still got a job, mate. That is pretty poor. Yes. I don't know what it was. That's
0: horrendous.
1: We only managed to win one of those games, which was the first one. uh, And I was like, lovely, here we go. And then, yeah, we have just dog shit from there. We did, um, we did, no, wait, sorry. Yeah, we beat Atletico Madrid in the first game. And it just all went downhill from there. Draws uh, at home to the shit, to those two kind of weaker teams. And then losing away, like, it was, it was just madness. Um, but like, yeah, the, no, there's no, like, the board were obviously unhappy with it. But I was never really close to kind of getting in trouble. Probably counteracted by our performance in the league, which takes us to the positive side of things because we've been flying it in the league. Um we were going okay up to the you know the the infamous December November December World Cup in Qatar in game in season 1. Once we've come out of that, we went on a flying run in January. I think we won almost every game and that that January as I look at it here has like eight games in it and we didn't even we didn't uh sorry, we lost one to Lazio and everything else was a win. So as of now I think we've played 18 games and I'm second in the league so that's definitely what's keeping everybody happy and I know I've been kind of I've been harping on about it on um, Twitter but Sandro Tonale in this secondo volante role has just been outstanding like of course he's on set pieces which helps in terms of his numbers and his impact on the game but man he's scoring goals from all over the place he's making runs in the box we've got him on an attacking mentality so even though he's playing in the DM strata He's up in and around the box the majority of the the ball we play like coming off in the back is going through him and as of right now i'll even just um confirm i'm clicking him here because he scored a goal recently he has four goals in the league in um 15 starts two assists uh 7.26 rating and an 88 percent pass uh, successful pass percentage he's just the engine of this team uh, and the goals he scores are really very nice to watch um, and Joe you were just mentioning it there Yeah I gave a debut to a signing we made uh, It's a young player called Samuele Vignato He has a brother actually Who was quite good in FM a while back uh, Emmanuel Vignato I think his name was And yeah he's um, Probably like a 10 um, And I'm, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to be needing a, a 10 because we have Brahim Diaz Who's there from Real Madrid But he's not going to be with us for the foreseeable But he's scored a cracking volley On his debut um, In a game we just won 2 or 3 nil. So that's very positive. Um, right now, as I speak, and I was telling you lads the last evening, um, I had this bid in for, so I am try- I have a bit of a, let's call it a, a problem with Rafael Liao, who came to me at the start of the save talking about a new contract. His contract expires after the second season, so in summer 24. I was reluctant to give it in case we decided to sell him. Because obviously, as you know, we're going to be selling all the non kind of Milan-based players. So then he got pissed because we didn't offer him a contract. And now that I'm in January, he's got less than 18 months left and he has no interest in signing a contract. Equally, I'm struggling to kind of get, I was struggling to get some decent bids in. So the last time we spoke, I had a 50 million bid in for Salamakers from PSG, who were also interested in Rafael Liao. So I was I was kind of wondering right if I sell salamakers to PSG they'll probably be no longer interested in Rafaleo or if I don't sell Salamarques to PSG maybe I can push Rafaleo in that direction. So what I did was I ended up turning down the bid for Salamarques and then I aggressively started offering out Rafaleo. And I got two bids in, a random um, a very ambitious loan bid from Udinese which makes no sense and I don't know what FM is doing there but we did manage to convince PSG to make a bid of 50 million for Rafael Rafa Liao with less than 18 months on his contract that's, that's and shocking, that's an, it's, it's a shocking price and I'm in a bit of a predicament albeit a self-inflicted one but I'm I'm torn now I'm kind of like shit do I just take the 50 million like yes it's not as good as you could get for Rafa Liao Equally, you know, I'm not trying to just build up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions in this save because I know I, I'm only going to sign kind of Milan-based players anyway. So what do we do? How much
0: do you sell Hernandez
1: for? Hey, yeah, Teo Hernandez went for sixty million, I believe.
0: So to sell both of them for less, like for like hundred and ten million, is
1: absolutely shocking.
0: What uh, about Salamakers? How much are you selling him for?
1: So I had a bid in of fifty for him. But we've turned that down. Um, it was more is a Is he case Milan of, based? No, he's Belgian, so he's gonna he's gonna go anyway. But he's got a uh, a longer contract, let's say. So I'm I'm not as worried about him. It's it's um, Leao's contract is the problem because I'm not getting the bids in for him.
0: I don't think I don't think that, I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is you.
1: Well, obviously. Is there anything?
0: Which part of FM are you actually good at, Matt?
1: I uh, can negotiate deals. I can kind of give a good goal every now and again and put on Twitter. <laughs> I think you just
0: got I think you gotta keep him, mate. I think you get more from the fifty mil. I really do. Even in the summer when he's got twelve months or less. I still think you get more than fifty mil. He's such a good player. Do you know what? I mean, I personally would have got him on a new contract and then sold him. But
1: it was more I a mean, case of like what bridge. if what if I wanted to sell him and, and just go hell for leather, bring in some signings. What's interesting is he, he hasn't been brilliant for me, so I'm playing him out on the left as an inverted winger. But like I brought in you know, a young player Musabaro who's come in from Bologna and he kind of came up through the ranks at Atalanta, I believe. He's been as good as Leao in terms of output, in terms of productivity because I've been rotating because we had all those Champions League games. So, he hasn't been great but again, that's probably me more than the player, right? As we've established. 100%.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand how you're not... Leo's such a good
0: player. How are you not getting enough out of him? I...
1: <sighs> don't hate the game, I mean, hate the player. No, don't hate the manager, but no. My fault.
0: No, I hate, the, I hate the manager, I'll be honest. I, <laughs> I just can't wrap my head around how you can only get 50 mil for her. I, I, and again, I'd like... love to know what you do with that. I really would. Uh, I mean, I, I don't even know where you would invest the money, but I'd, I'd love to know what what you do with that. Um,
1: we'll keep your posters. I,
0: I'm absolutely baffled. <laughs> what we are going to do, though, very quickly, is just skim a little bit over my Ajax save and let you know that we are midpoint way through second season, right? We are killing it at the moment. Um, In the Champions League, we are qualified. We draw against Liverpool in the round of 16, which is going to be tough. Uh, We actually managed to get uh, through our group, Mad. Uh, Our group consisted of Bayern Munich, Nice, and somebody else. Easy group. uh, Which was Atalanta. Bayern Munich, Nice, and Atalanta, which is a quite tough group, in my opinion. We came second. Um, And we've just managed to scrape ourselves top of the league at the halfway point of the season. Um, Like we touched upon earlier, we've got some goals in this team. kind of top of that rank is Maxi Gomez uh, was scoring 34 goals in 24 appearances or uh, in 21 appearances across the board. Um, absolute, like absolute killer. To, to, to think that we we got, we lost Lorenzo Luca in the summer uh, and he's just come in and absolutely done bits. Um, we won't really be adding in the summer, in the winter, sorry. We will we'll be just trying to get rid of a few players um, and kind of pushing on to that second half of the season because the second half does get tough. Like I said, we've got to play Liverpool. We've got um, a tough draw in the uh, KMVB-Becker Cup. Uh, I think we've got to play FC20, which is not going to be very easy away from home. Um, but I just forget how short the seasons are. Like, there's only what 18, ga- uh, 18 t- teams in. It's only 17 games uh, in the first half. It's, it just seems to fly by. Uh, but yeah, we're just doing very, very well. Xavi Simmons doing awesome since his big money move. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're just ticking along really, um, which we've streamed it three times this week and we'll stream it a bit more next week, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, kind of nine o'clock-ish, but I, I do kind of deviate from that this week, definitely. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, all, all that she wrote about that, to be honest. Uh, which, Matt, go on.
1: Well, A Quick question. Do you think this save will mm-hmm. bring you to FM24 beta times of year?
0: Uh, do you know what I've been very, very down on stream about FM? I, do you know what? not that I, I, think it's because I don't know what's going on. That's the problem, right? So yes, mad, this will be my last save of Football Manager. Twenty-three. Um, I will be moving house soon. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, and. I don't know whether when I walk through the door whether we're going to have internet straight away and stuff like that. So I don't really want to kind of get into anything after this. So as soon as this save dives out, I probably will just bow out of FM23 and hopefully be back nicely for FM24. Um, I did read a little piece yesterday about Malaga. Uh, I don't know if you saw the videos online this week about Malaga. Have you seen this? That They got relegated to um the third division of Spanish football and the fans, because they've not signed anybody, the fans would be going to the Malaga airport and just randomly celebrating random people walking through, pretending that they're <laughs> the new signs <science. laughs> if you haven't seen it, it is a very good watch. It's very funny and like the lads are just walking out like not knowing what's going on. It's just these lads on a holiday with their misses or whatever, and then there's like a hundred Malaga fans just cheering with them, and it makes me want to do a Malaga save, so maybe that'll be on the horizon next year. uh We did it once before, obviously, uh but they weren't in as dire straight as they are mm. um. But that would have to wait till twenty four yeah, this would be the last thing mad, uh, and hopefully, like I said, I could win a Champions league uh this season or next, and that will probably take us up to to the end, my friend nice um talking at the end, we are nearly at the end of the podcast, which normally like in our new sk- in our new uh format would mean that we are going to go for an adventure in Wonder Kid land, so mad, you're going to talk to us all about this new Wonder Kid. um and talk about the Turkish forward that's currently tearing it up in the Bundesliga, and he goes by the name as Can Uzan. Tell us all about him, mad. I wonder but is I it Can or
1: Chan? Isn't it Emre Can? He's Emre Chan. Anyway, irrelevant. That's his surname though, isn't it? True, but I suppose
0: it depend- depends on what the actual letter is. Mm. If it's got the little squiggly, I don't have like a squiggly above my. On the script, it's just written as We need can. to do our research
1: on Turkish language. but that's uh,
0: You're the one that did it, to be fair, it's man. for another so. day. So We yes, have a lot of Turkish listeners as well, and you've upset a lot of them there, man, so well done. Well,
1: you normally upset the Scottish ones. Just I'll call him
0: Mr. Turkish Uzan. Mr. Uzan.
3: Mr. Uzan. Yeah, Uzan.
1: Uzan. Mr. Uzan is 17, playing for Nuremberg. Joe, it was actually you who brought him to our attention. Um, of course. Well, it's actually himself that's done it because... He's kind of, I suppose you could describe it as a breakout or a breakthrough season currently in the second tier of Germany. Um, Nuremberg, I think, south of Germany, who I remember to be a rival of one of my old FM teams, Greuther Forth, I think. This kid has, as of, uh, well, as of recording or as of a few days ago, just scored his sixth goal for the senior team, age 17, in three games. Um... And again, he's he's. I guess he's kind of like a ten. Um, we've had his FM profile up. I think it's fair to say, in FM, he's dog shit. Dog shit. Fair, fair point. Well presented. They've. I think he's accurate. Yeah, he's probably not made it on the radar in terms of the researchers, and he's like we said, he's just breaking out now as we speak. Um, but definitely echoes of his Turkish buddy Arda Guler, who we all know got that. You know, is an FM twenty-three wonderkid and got that big move to Real Madrid. This guy looks, you know, shades of that. Um. And it's like, it's only, you know, he's only played six games, I think three in the league, three in the cup, um, but has scored three goals in each competition. So as soon as you got a 17-year-old doing that in Europe in a top five league, you're making headlines there. And um, the last interesting piece is like, the highest any player has left that club Nuremberg for, I think is about 7 million. This guy is already going to be worth more than that, just for those six goals alone after, after three games. Um, but I think it's interesting for us to talk about him because we, we're eyes emoji for FM24 on this guy, aren't we?
3: That's, uh, I think with the kind of Germany link to football manager, I think mm. that's the kind of thing they'd love to have a wonder kid in, in one of those leagues. I mean, obviously you've had Mukoko, obviously Haaland was there, you know, they, they love a wonder kid striker. I mean, obviously Sesko is going to be um, at like, Leip- well, he's at Leipzig for the, for this, um, for 24. Mm. So yeah, it'd be nice to have him there. I think with the popularity of the, the game in Turkey as well, I mean, that's something to look forward to. For the Turkish fans, um, but as normal, obviously, I think his attributes are not brilliant in foot manager 23, so it's definitely one for 24. But I mean, watching his kind of IRL action, the boy loves a ball roll, looks mm. comfortable on both feet, um, just looks like he likes to have the ball into feet and then he will do something with it. Um, obviously, only very limited kind of game time action that you're able to see, but. Yeah, he looks like he's, you know, um, socks are rolled down. He's got the greedy shin pads, you
1: know. He's he's got it all ready to go. I believe credit card shin pads is how you refer to it. The, the last evening, I really liked that one. They just get smaller and smaller. So yeah, credit good
0: player. That's, 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 that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, no, he looks he looks good.
0: Uh, well, he doesn't look good in FM like we said, but he does look good. Um, it, it's funny, isn't it? How there's. Like we said, we've already got Goulart, and, and this is going to be a very similar player. Where maybe we'll do better. But it's very sim- funny how it's always like there's always like the same sort of players coming through. And this is that very attacking, that very scary. He'd be, be great as a shadow striker.
1: Boards well for well, Turkey as well. Shadow
3: I um... I, 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 love, I love this new little section as well because last week's one, Chris Garden. Yes, like it looked, looks like he's going Celtic. Yeah. You know, and we definitely there was no links when we mentioned him so on all. us. Yeah. So we done everything for that. Yeah. Nothing to do with him, you know, being probably the second best striker in that league. You know, so
1: but we'll take credit. If we can have his Wikipedia page updated to say that he was discovered by by You know
3: what? We might get away with that.
0: Mm. Mm. Get Jace
3: It'd on us.
1: We really
0: might. My... Jace would do it. The the Jace he loves it he loves getting involved in that and talking about getting involved mad it's that time I assume it's a different quiz to last Monday but if it is and we still fail Joe then it's shocking but it's time for the quiz mad.
1: yes
2: uh, least I, favorite uh,
1: part of the show. I tied with the idea of using the same quiz thinking you probably wouldn't remember the answers but dude, you're controversial enough when it comes to the quizzes and being, being accused of, uh, of, of, of cheating and googling so I've managed to put together a new quiz so this week, Get I have a list life. of, yeah, I don't have much else to do. This week, uh, I have a list of 10 players in front of me who all share something in common. All 10 players are players who started out at a particular club and then returned to finish their career at the same club. So they're not um, players who stayed at the club for their entire career. They started there and then returned to finish their career. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the the club and the year which they started and finished. You get two points if you get it from there. Otherwise, I have a couple of clues which will bring it down to one point for your lads. So basically, you can just shout names, answers, etc. If you know. never I do. Do you understand?
0: Uh, no, but let's just go for it. <laughs> you don't need to reach for a pen and paper, mate, it's
1: He thinks Joe's going to win. Right, 100%. first player on the list. This player started his career in 1995 at Parma and finished there in 2023. Buffon. Buffon. Gianluigi Buffon is correct. Gets Joseph the point. We will give you an easy one for free, lads. I didn't know he went back to Parma too far. He did indeed. Did he go to PSG and then back to Juventus and then to Parma or something? Uh, Can't remember. No. What Juventus. A legend. Juventus, Juventus. Parma. What a legend. Right, yeah. Legend indeed. Second player on my list started his career at Feyenoord in 1999 and returned to finish there in 2019. Robin Van Persie. This is two points for Joe. Robin Van Persie obviously had spells at Arsenal and Man United in between. Number three. This player started his career at Sparta Prague in 1998, returned
2: to finish in 2017. So he started his career at Sparta Prague in the Czech Republic in 1998 and finished
1: at the same club in 2017. Who? Hey? Dupe.
0: Not Petr Cech, is it?
1: It is not Peter Cech. Incorrect. Give me an in between club. So I'll give you a clue.
2: I'll give you a clue here f- this way
1: first. This player has won one Bundesliga title, and an FA Cup in his career. It's the first clue. Thomas Rosisky? Thomas Rosisky is correct. Well done, Joe. Great shout. The second clue I would have given you would be, he has played for Dortmund and Arsenal. 3-0 dupe. When you're ready. (laughs) Number four. This player started, started his career at Boca Juniors in 2001. Finished his career there in 2021.
0: Carlos Tevez Doop. oh man, you, you gotta shout your name first he didn't say, no that's not what he said at the start he went just shout uh, names I out I was gonna shout I was gonna say Carlos Tevez, but you got that first
1: Carlos Tevez is the correct answer that was question number four number five this player started his career at Groningen in 2000 finished there in 2021 Robin come again Robin Arjen Robin, Robin gets Robin. dupe on the board well done yes Arjen Robin indeed and had a relatively successful career in between with Chelsea, <laughs> Madrid, and Bayern. Question number six. This player started his career in 1989 at Hogaborgs and finished there in 2013. The club is Hogaborgs BK, 1989 to 2013. I can tell you that club is located in Sweden. Slatan. Incorrect.
0: No, it was Malmo, wasn't he? Shit.
1: Joe's giving Dupe such a look there. Just for
0: 2013.
1: That. Finished there in 2013. Freddie Jungberg. Incorrect.
0: Henrik Larsen?
1: Henrik Larsen is correct, Dupe. Gets you a point. So yeah, obviously it spells it Celtic and Barcelona and Man United in between. Question number seven. This player started out his career in 1993 at Dynamo Kiev and returned in 2012. Shevchenko. Shevchenko is correct. That's Joe on the board again. Uh, yeah, returned after spells at Milan and Chelsea. That could probably be Rebrov as well. West Ham legend. Yeah. Question eight. This player started his career in 1993 at Estudiantes and returned to finish his career there in 2017. Veron. Oh, Joe's on fire here. That is correct. One, Sebastian like I have a bit little on.
3: bit of a advantage here because all these players,
0: like, Duke wasn't even born.
1: <laughs> That's very common on this podcast, though, in fairness.
0: Mad, you dishwasher's finished, man. It is, certainly, out yeah, I can hear a Yeah, like this off. yeah so-
1: Sophie. Sophie's on the ball there. She's opened it. <laughs> No, you She's can't call cool out lock. a dishwasher. <laughs> right. <laughs> Number nine. This player started his career in 1996 at Atlas and finished there in 2018. So he started at in Atlas in Mexico oh. in
2: 1996 and finished oh, the same club what's his in name? 2018. Oh. Rafael Marquez oh, Rafael Marquez
1: is the correct answer.
0: Was
3: that you? Were thinking of the...
0: No, I was thinking of the one that did the overhead kick. Um, but he's not actually Mexican. <laughs> 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 I think he's French. But he's. <laughs> Over...
1: Mech, he's thinking of mixes. Oh, uh, yeah, Marquez <laughs> Similar um, generation. And, I think. Yeah, I had that,
0: Marquez yeah. in my name. That was it. That was close enough. What is he? Is he? Is he? He's not Mexican, is he?
1: He's French, yeah. Philippe Mexes. And right, we're going to go for the last question. So finally, this player started his career in 1998 at Quick Boys and finished there in 2018. So he started his career at Quick Boys in 1998 in
2: the Netherlands and finished his career 20 years later in 2018. Snyder, incorrect. So I was going to say Seidel. Too late. Incorrect. Yeah, 1998 is yeah, that's the what career I thought, start. Yeah. yeah. Hantler, incorrect. I think he was IX, was he not? I remember his being him being a wonder kid.
1: Yeah, I know, right? but he's
3: like one of them, and it is. It, yeah, like, yeah, I you know what know. you like with a quiz. Facts <laughs> don't get in the way of a good story.
1: Well, I'll throw you some facts in, as a clue. This player has won. One Eredivisie title. He's won one Champions League title.
0: Like a David.
2: Incorrect. He was a World Cup runner up. And. De Jong. Incorrect. He's also won one Turkish Super League. can't think so we're saying Eredivisie he's won a Champions League won a Turkish Super League and was a runner-up in the World Cup
0: I'm trying to think of who was in that team in the World Cup
1: I can tell you the Eredivisie he won and the Champions League he won were not for the
2: same club Mark Van Bommel. incorrect Not goalkeeper, is it? I can tell you it's a forward player.
3: It's right, going to annoy me now.
1: annoy you when I get I it. I can start naming some clubs after he left Quick Boys.
2: So from Quick Boys, he found himself at Feyenoord. Just give us a position. The forward, did you say? He's, what, actually a striker. Tricky one. Mix
1: between striker and deployed out wide frequently
2: and or randomly. Hang on, did you say Turkish Super League? I did. Ryan Babel.
1: Incorrect. Oh fuck. But is he still playing? But close. Playing. Playing. Right track, Joe. As well, I'll give you. So
2: you won a Champions League.
1: This player has won a Champions League. No, no,
2: Ryan oh, Babel.
3: I was thinking maybe Liverpool?
1: Maybe. Mm. So after he left Feyenoord, this player went on to join Liverpool.
3: Oh, oh Dirk
1: Cout. Dirk Cout is oh, the correct wow. answer indeed. Well done, Joe. He is a forward.
0: He was a striker.
1: Forward, but he ended up on the wing uh, quite frequently in his latter years at Liverpool, I remember. Randomly being the key word there. But yes, Dirk Cout is the correct answer. I'm not going to count the points. There would
0: have been a lot of people shouting Dirk Cout.
1: Dirk Cout, yeah.
0: We're all just, just calling us a bunch of
1: <laughs> Couts. Okay. So at the end Press of that, I will be crowning Joseph the winner. Well done, Joe.
0: Yeah, and that, that, that brings episode number well, 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 well,
3: The first recording of this podcast, it was a tie. So he's done it, it there. <laughs> it was a tie. Was
0: it? No, I think you won still, didn't you? Yeah, no, but I was helping you out there. Okay. Trice, trice. That brings episode, episode number 315.5 to a close. You can find the links for all of us in the podcast description or by visiting the 5 potential.com where you can find all our latest Football Manager content. 5 Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms where there'll be a new podcast released every single week. Thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. I can't wait to record this a third
1: time. I'll do the first music again.